0: very warm welcome to Seed Up Church Online and welcome back. In our last conversation I was joined by a great leader and today we continue the same conversation on teens leadership, uh, to, uh, today's teens, tomorrow's leaders and the, the person and the guests on set is none other but the leadership guru that I introduced in our previous conversation. Yes, you're right. Dr. Barine Kiremi is still with me here, and um, I'm very excited because we could not stop at one conversation, because uh, the, this gentleman is loaded with wisdom and a wealth of experience in leadership and on leadership matters. And what I, I forgot to say is that it's not just in the African continent, but his influence cuts across the globe. And Dr. Barine, welcome. Today I will not ask you uh, again. Uh, Tell us more about Dr. Barine. (laughs) But we'll continue on the conversation that we had in our previous uh, video. Yes. We talked about uh, today's teens, tomorrow's leaders. Mm. And we delved a a little more on the tools that you've produced. You said, or rather you've published, you said that it's not a book. It is a practical, experiential journey on uh, how to prepare our teenagers at the formative, Just to know uh, who they are and what their future uh, has in front of them in in terms of leadership. And how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing very well. I'm very delighted to have this conversation. Uh, Because I'm one strong believer that everything rises and falls on leadership. That's true. And so if we fix our leadership, uh, whether it's our churches, whether it's our politics, whether it's our homes, whether it's our corporations, Mm. we'll have cured a lot of issues that we are dealing with today. Mm -hmm. So anything that we can do to try and fix uh, the leadership challenge that we have, both for now, but even more interested about the leaders who are taking over the mantle from the current serving leaders who are our teenagers. That's the reason why. I'm interested
0: in that. Thank you so much. And you know, one of the things, Dr. Barine, Mm -hmm. that is out there is that teenagers have no place at the table. (laughs) Uh, Maybe today you help us uh, understand a little more. Of course, I know there are many things that you've addressed on that tool. Mm -hmm. But today, does leadership preparation begin in the church? Of course, we'll be talking a little more uh, shortly about the the gaps in the church in terms of including the young people. And uh, the shift, you know, the world has shifted from the in-person meetings, especially the millennials, the Generation Z. Mm. Uh, are we including them? Now, the question I had just thrown your away. Does leadership begin as state house? Or where does really leadership begin in terms of...
1: Um, I have a couple formals? of... Thank you. Thank you, Purity, for such a great question. Yes. I have a couple of uh, suggestions to make here. When I, when I read the book of Genesis chapter 1 in creation and when God creates man and woman in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 27 yes. He says he created man and woman in his own image mm-hmm. and then he gave us a command to go multiply but I like the words that are used at the very end of that and it's about dominion so that means each one of us created by God a woman, woman, teenager, young, old we are created in the image of God, and God Himself is the leader, is the master leader. Yeah. So He's created each one of us with leadership. So it begins with accepting that we are created as leaders, and that we have what it takes to lead. Yes. But I also believe that leadership is developed, mm-hmm. because many people have asked, and this has been subject of conversation, especially in schools and universities, where have taught. people asking, is leadership taught, or leadership made? Yes. And I believe that leaders are born. But even though we are born, we have the ability to make and grow leaders. So young people, when they are growing up in families, they see how we behave. And they start learning leadership from the home. And so by the time we are coming to blame the church, it means that we failed at the home level to develop leaders in these young people. And so they see the bad leadership practices that we carry in our homes, Mm -hmm. and that's what they take over. to the the churches where they are in schools. And because the teachers and the pastors and the elders and the deacons in those are the same ones who are practicing bad leadership where kids are learning.
0: Yeah, at home.
1: At home. So we carry our bad manners of leadership into our institutions.
0: Oh my.
1: And we take those bad manners into our politics. And so what we are seeing in society Mm -hmm. is a progression of bad leadership practices that have been learned over time.
0: Which means what you're saying, Dr. Barine, yeah. is that the family forms mm-hmm. is the formative yes. or the foundational place mm-hmm. of building quality leadership. Then does that mean then mm-hmm. the <laughs> I don't want to go there <laughs> because if, if you t- if, if you say that the family that is the beginning point of quality leadership, yes. What exactly are you trying to tell us that um, what we are seeing out here mm-hmm. comes from the home? Absolutely
1: correct, and I'll, I'll give you practical examples. We keep on talking about the need for leaders to uh, involve others in decision making as part of the team. Yes. Now, if, if we don't practice that, we are used to think that children have no space, we make decisions yeah. for them. Yeah. But how do we involve them at their level, Yep in letting them be part of this conversation, it doesn't mean that we accept everything they say. That's right. But we are able to incorporate them, share with them what we are thinking and ask for their input. Ultimately as a parent, and I'm glad to say that I'm a parent of two teenagers. Wonderful. um, I'm able to then come in and say, I've listened to you, I've had your idea, but this is the decision and these are the reasons why this is best. So that consultative uh, kind of engagement with them then helps them to realize that their opinion matters.
0: Absolutely. If
1: we are able to bring them along, then even when we make a decision, then they'll be able to know that, yeah, my suggestion was uh, taken in, but we have a better solution, and a decision, because we considered my input as well.
0: If we sat down to talk about leadership with you, Dr. Varine, it will take eternity. But in this short video, I would want you to give some punching lines, Mm -hmm. especially you know, like in the church, we are we are we have really been blamed. Mm-hmm. You and I are church leaders. Yes. We have really been blamed. We are not in, the young people are not included. Mm-hmm. What would you be your parting shot and uh, punching lines for some leaders mm-hmm. that will be have this opportunity to watch this sit and church online video mm-hmm. in terms of turning around these perspectives about who teenagers are? They are. And, and particularly teenagers, but also the young people. Mm-hmm. Because it's not just teenagers, we're yes, talking yes. about things today, mm-hmm. but let's just talk about the young people. Are they? What would be your word to the church leadership in terms of including the young people at the decision table?
1: Thank you. That's a very good question. Um, my quick response to that is, we need to find structures and mechanisms that will bring uh, young people into the conversations so that they are part of the process. Sometimes it's about perception. If they perceive that their input is not wanted, it's not appreciated, nobody considers it, even when we have made the best decision, they will still rebel against it. But if we create structures that will accommodate and let them realize they are part of this conversation, their input is important, then the decision that will be made, they will feel that they are part of it and they will be very supportive of it. What I found with many institutions, churches included, governments included, is that we don't create a conducive environment and space that will make these young people feel they can come in, they can participate, they can contribute, and their opinions will be considered in the final decision making. It is our structures that are a bit limiting. And I must commend you've seen efforts within, especially the government, trying to say, oh, when we have. Uh, contracts, for example, we have a certain number reserved for youth. Now, whether that is actually followed through—that's a different story—and yeah, I won't go there for yeah, today. Yeah. But we create structures and systems that allow young people to be part of these conversations, to be part of decision making, so that they feel that they are being involved.
0: Wow, yeah. that's quite a, a, a mouthful. Teens in leadership—is your church engaging? As a teenager, are you feeling involved, engaged? Is the high time, as the body of Christ, we start leading the way. We are not going to wait for the world to shape the culture for us. But I believe if we begin at the church, if we begin having these critical conversations and accepting that, if you look at the scripture, you'll find very many young people that God appointed and set them apart for himself and even to lead nations and did wonders, uh, both in the Old and in the New Testament. Today's teens, tomorrow's leaders. I know you're asking, well, we talked about the the, the tool that Dr. Barine, who is my guest, has been able to put together uh, that wisdom on some of the conversations that the teenagers need to start engaging with and even to prepare themselves for the future. Um, You can get that tool at Keswick Bookshop uh, that is found in the Nairobi city CBD you can get your copy there and you'll be able to maybe equip your teenager or buy for your friend if you're a teenager that is watching this conversation uh, my name is Piriti Murungi and thank you for engaging with us at the Seatam Chat online platform God bless you